You're now listening to the Stronger Inside Podcast, where we break down all things regarding health, fitness, and wellness to help you improve your mind, body, and environment. And now, your host, Wayne, a.k.a. Workout with Wayne, and Ernest, a.k.a. Mr. 100 Pounds Down. Welcome back to Stronger Inside. We are yeah, back. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, last week was a nice comeback episode there. A little Ooh. bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> looking, yep. looking forward to seeing what people think about that one. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. Yeah, but really here excited. we are. Number 13, episode 13. And uh, what's our topic today, Ernest? All right. So today we're going to talk about how do we overcome the yo-yo? Yo-yo dieting? Is that what you are referring to? Yo, The yo-yo dieting, the yo-yo exercising, just the, the whole starting and stopping effect of this health and fitness journey. Okay. That people, so just pretty much your, the yo-yo of health and fitness just mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I kind of refer to the yo-yo as the off and on switch to where it's like somebody, you know, they, they start something and they stop. Like you said, they, they have good habits and then they just turn them off, but there's never a, a, a pattern of sustainability. There's never uh, consistency. I should say there's, mm-hmm. there's never consistency. And uh, yeah. So with, with, the, with the yo-yo, um, most people do refer to that when they're talking about, about diet and nutrition. Uh, what, what have you seen in terms of the yo-yo when it comes to diet? And is that something you've ever, something you've ever experienced? For me, I, I haven't really done, I don't think I've ever done many diets. Okay. Uh, I've tried a few exercise, different exercise routines, things like that, but never with the really the nutrition side of, of it. I've always, I was always of the mindset that exercising more would get me to where I needed to be. Then I needed to have my license revoked <laughs> <laughs> to really understand that, that that was the, I was doing it uh, the absolute wrong way. That's why I never really saw the results. Right. So, but I have I have seen people kind of do the diet thing and you know, one week they're doing this type of diet and the next week they're doing something else and and so you 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 try to you try to keep up with what they're doing so you don't uh accidentally introduce something to them that they can't that they can't have based off their their diet restrictions and then they say, Oh no, I'm not doing that anymore. I can I can eat that chicken wing now. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm on the Atkins, so, you know, I can eat, you know, four steaks. I just can't have any of this thing. So, yeah, you know, so you, you kind of run into that in your, your everyday life. But me personally, I haven't done any diets before as far as the nutrition side of the house. Okay. Uh, and then what about what about on the fitness side? Have you had a start and stop so uh, that, behavior yes. when it comes to to exercise? Uh, about 10 years ago, I started P90X, which is a in-home fitness. You get the DVDs. You got your plyometrics. You got your uh, um, uh, different body weight 
exercising circuits and those types of things. So you uh, pop the DVD in, you work out for about 45 minutes or so. You get some stretches, you do some yoga one day, you do each day something different. And so I kind of did that for maybe about four, man, not then, maybe about two months. And it just became too repetitive. Um, wasn't really enjoying it. I, st- I saw results, I got results. But again, I wasn't really tra- changing the, the nutrition side. So I couldn't really maintain those results because so once I stopped, everything kind of went back to the way it was and got worse. So, yeah, so that was my experience kind of with the, the yo-yoing of, you know, the fitness aspect of it. And then okay. there was, you know, the I would sign up for sports. So I'll do the sports thing, you know, uh, softball, flag football, basketball, and just kind of do those activities. But then when, when the season was over, then I was back to sitting on the couch. Okay. Not really doing anything, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the, the starting and the stopping, uh, that off and on switch, is pretty much kind of the crux of this whole thing to where uh, – Helping and hopefully, you know, what we can do with this episode is help people bridge the gap and have them understand why maybe they have these behaviors and what they can do to prevent them and be a lot more consistent. Um, when it comes to, and, and this is the thing, we all do it in some capacity. It's just how extreme your yo-yo and your your off and on will determine pretty much your, 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 your end result. So we, but we all do it in some capacity. So, uh, I, like we've said on here before, I have a lot of habits that are just been ingrained to where they just don't, they don't shift there in terms of uh vegetable intake, the water intake, uh, doing my smoothies with it be, uh, protein, spinach, berries, uh, just different stuff that I rotate in there, been using beets and celery, putting it in there, just having these different things. That's something that's pretty much a staple. Uh, Strength training, that's something that I'm just going to do. I'm always going to do it. And for me, once I have that, those things that are staples and they don't change, then I may yo-yo a little bit with uh, more, more flexible eating with maybe my dinner. To where now I'm eating, you know, less clean, eating less clean with my dinner, or I may have committed to a cardio goal to where I'm doing cycling or I'm running or I'm doing some type of a circuit. I was doing an outdoor circuit during the summer with my ropes, jump rope, doing some hill sprints and different things like that to where maybe I'll do that for a little while then then take my foot off the gas with that. So and, and, and I'm kind of to the point now where it's more calculated, so it's not really a yo-yo. It's more so just a decision. But we should be able to deal with those decisions. And I think sometimes understanding that it's time to take your foot off the gas and that's okay, and then planning for the next time you're going to start, that, that's, that's intentional and that's okay. And, that's, and, and that doesn't really lead to guilt and to have kind of these long droughts in between. So. Uh, yeah, for me, um, 
it's, it's just those small things, but because I would never really fall off again, because it's, it's more of a lifestyle thing for me, it's my job related. Uh, I'm never going to completely fall off and gain 50 pounds and, and gain 50 pounds. But what I'm saying is the reason I can't, really I can't, is because of those staples that I have and they're just not going to change. So, and I, and I think you're getting to that point, Ernest, to where you have some things that you do consistently that just aren't going to change. So that's why your weight hasn't yo-yoed back and forth really uh, as you've lost. You know, you, you've lost weight consistently. We've had some plateaus, but you're not a person who's lost 10 pounds and you gained seven back and then you lost another 10 pounds and you, you, you haven't been doing that. So that shows the consistency within your habits. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's one thing. Uh, I think we talked about this a couple couple weeks ago. We did a uh, – so you were gracious enough to come on my Sunday Zoom with my family. And so we talked about uh, some of the the issues with yo-yoing and some of the, the things that, that can happen to your body when you yo-yo as far as – Well, let's do this. Let's, let's talk about the reasons why. Why do people start and stop? Um, I think the the root of it is they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they really like education and whatever they're doing, whether it be the exercise or the nutrition, they are just trying stuff. They're, they're pretty much throwing, throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's better than sitting on the couch. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's not an intentional thing. And a lot of people, again, they, they just do whatever. I'm going to do 100 sit-ups per day. I'm going to go run two miles every other day. You know, just making up stuff, which, again, is great in terms of you're moving, you're, you're, you're not sitting on the couch, but it's not efficient. And the same thing with nutrition. Uh, usually that's a little bit more, there's less freestyling, I should say, with that. Usually you are. Uh, people are picking and choosing different uh, programs and systems that they've seen people who've had success maybe, or that they just kind of have been bombarded with in terms of marketing to where they just say, Hey, whatever, I, I'm not doing anything else. Let me give that a try. You, you've seen a lot of that, especially in recent times, uh, yeah, keto, Atkins, all these things. And to where it's just like, let me try that because so-and-so said that this is good and it worked for them. And again, we have to say, what worked for somebody else is subjective. What, what, what they deem success is subjective because a lot of people aren't even using accurate metrics to see what is actually successful other than the, the scale going down, which is not always the best way to, to measure. It's never the best way, honestly. You should, it should be a, a group of metrics. So, uh, yeah, the, the stop and start comes from uh, uh, changes in motivation, uh, usually what happens is it takes, it takes a while to really see changes in your body. And when you don't see them in seven days, 10 days, 14 days, you say, hey, this ain't working. <laughs> I, want my, I want my beach body now. Yes, beach body now. Beach body on demand. I demand it now. I have not been doing <laughs> nothing all year. Listen. It's September. What? I work out for two weeks. I want to be ripped. Let's go. <laughs> Make, it makes sense to me. And, and, and if it doesn't work, you go, or if, if you don't see extreme results, then you go, hey, this isn't working. And 
unfortunately, some people go really further off the deep end and they say, my, my body's different. My body's broken. Uh, this is pointless, blah, blah, blah. And that's just not the case. You just have to be patient because I've said this before. The program that works is the one that you follow through with. So if you, if, especially if you're an untrained person, untrained person means you haven't been doing anything. You haven't really been eating particularly clean. You don't really exercise. That means you have a lot of room for improvement. You can do anything. If you can stick to it for a week, two weeks, then you roll into a month, two months, three months. If you can do a program for three months, I don't care if it's hula hooping every day. You're, you're going to see changes in your body because you weren't doing anything for the previous three months. Is that the most efficient thing to do? Probably not. But, <laughs> you know, you're, that, that's, that shows the consistency. So when you're actually doing something that is uh, structured and scientifically proven to have success, a well-structured strength and conditioning program, yeah, you're going to see major results. Not in two weeks, but two months, four months, six months, because the people with the physiques that you really admire and say, wow, how'd you get that way? It wasn't built in two weeks. So uh, the, the, the lack of patience is, is one, of the number one, uh, one of the number one reasons I see for the, the yo-yo, the, the, stop, the stop and start. You, you start because you don't like what's going on, and then you stop because you're not seeing results fast enough. Uh, yeah, have you ever had to ch kind of check yourself and say, hey, I'm being impatient and I need to, need to chill out a little bit and, and, and uh, steady, steady the course? Uh, yeah, I think with, with, our, with our program, you know, the first couple months there was a – the the weight came down really really quickly in the first couple of months and then it was like a plateau because i think i got comfortable in the system and so i wasn't i started to not work the system as well as i was in the, in the beginning and then as i started working the system again you know there was parts of my body that like like i wanted to have more definition in my arms or or my legs and things like that and those didn't come, you know, as fast as I, as I thought that they should come. And so it, it, I think it led to maybe trying to do more than I needed to or trying to lift more than, you know, I was probably ready, ready to lift. And then, then I had to really kind of rear it back because there were, there were times where the exercises called for the form to be right in order for the exercise has to be you know done the right way and i can't lift the 275 pound dumbbells for these exercises and so it came a point where you have to kind of be patient understand all right it's going to come in due time be consistent with what you're doing continue to get stronger continue to uh to uh work the program and then you will build up that strength eventually another reason will be people uh losing interest but I believe they're tied in. If, if, you, if you're losing interest, it's because you're probably not getting what you want out of it. Everybody's interested when they're getting results. So it, it, it's, the interest thing is also kind of plays into uh, the patience. 
having the, the lack of patience, I should say. Yeah. I think, and that was me with the P90X. Yeah. You know, I, I was getting results, wasn't getting them that fast or as fast as I would have hoped. But again, that was me not understanding and not having the knowledge to understand that, okay, you're working out great, but what are you putting in your body? You can't, I can't, I can't do the, the P90X workout and then say, Ooh, that was a good workout. Let me order this Domino's right quick. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so and, I have, you got They got to kind of, they work hand in hand. And then also, uh, Oh, because you're, you're, you're not concentrating that one of the problems are people, they're not concentrating on the right things. So if you're concentrating on your actual strength, that takes away from your, takes away from focusing on, uh, body fat percentage and, and how you look and how you look per se. So now you can actually, again, see some metrics that are still moving mm-hmm. and not being stagnant versus the ones that are. Right. So, so really focusing on that is going to allow for you to push through when you're, when you're mentally a little bit impatient, a little bit drained. Cause we've all been there. I've done it before. Uh, we just all want it now. And, and that's kind of how our brains think, but, uh, that losing interest is a, is a is a certain thing. And then also you just have the people who are program hoppers to where they just want to try everything and you just can't, you can't have success that way. You're, you're, you're not going to be able to just, just, just do it all in, in one month and jump around and yoga, swimming, do a triathlon, you know, just like over and over. No, it's not going to work really. It's really not going to work for you. So just, just be consistent. Uh, and then if something, and this, this is another one, if something works for somebody else, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing for you. It may work for you, but is it the best thing for you? Because we Mm -hmm. have a lot of people who are doing inefficient training and then they're just recruiting other people to come do the same inefficient training. And is it better than nothing? Yes. But just because, you know, we like to pick on, pick on, you know, your coworker, Jim, he's not a real person. So hopefully right. <laughs> nobody thinks that, but you know, no. Jim in the office goes, Hey Ernest, I've been doing uh, kickboxing and, and Jim is losing weight and doing, you know, seeing some benefits from it. Doesn't mean that's the best thing for Ernest. But a lot of times what happens is next thing you know, Jim's got three coworkers going to kickboxing when they could have been strength training and then maybe doing kickboxing once a week or whatever, you know. But at the end of the day, just jumping on somebody else's program, hoping to see the same results is not going to work. Because let's, let's use an example. What if, I mean, you don't even really know what the other person does completely unless you ask them. So somebody might see me running and then assume that that's all I do Mm -hmm. and say, well, I'm just going to go run and I'll I'll look similar to him. That's not what I do. And that's kind of what happens a lot of times to where this is just a small piece of the puzzle for me. Uh, And I'm not, and I'm not actively going to recruit a bunch of people to go running. Right. I, if you ask me, I'm going to go, no, this is one of my few days that I do this type of cardio, uh, whether I'm doing something in terms of uh, if I'm doing speed work with sprints or a hill, or if I am doing something that's more uh, 
distance based like a mile and for me a mile is distance because it is going to take anywhere from seven to ten minutes depending on what's going on and that's that's a that's a long long time to, to to push yourself like that so uh that's not all i do so again i'm going to tell somebody like no i also strength train i also uh use the rower i also play basketball i also do plyometrics i also do core work like all those different things are within my program and that's what's keeping me uh performing the way i am and and having the same look that i have (laughs) so uh, just just going to do kickboxing with jim might be better than nothing but again that's probably not the most efficient thing for you right uh yeah so that that peer pressure it's there it's there and you really see that on the diet side nutrition side to where uh these 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 uh you see it in the work environment or maybe even or maybe even in your case, Ernest, with more of a tight knit family to where it's like, hey, I'm doing keto. Hey, I'm doing uh, intermittent fasting. Let's all do it. You know, let's all do it. And then you, it may work in terms of the scale going down. But where are you afterwards? Mm-hmm. And that that that'll take us to to what you were touching on earlier to what are the uh what's the downside of yo-yo dieting what is the downside of even having a yo-yo relationship with exercise uh when it when it comes to weight loss unless you're a completely untrained person who has really good macros in terms of getting sufficient protein to build muscle and that's very rarely the case because if you're an untrained person, you usually don't have the experience or resources to have a muscle building diet. Those two, those two things don't usually go together. So, but let's say somebody is, a, is an untrained person, they do come to a trainer such as myself, and then I put them on, it's not a diet in terms of um, restriction, but just a diet in terms of the way you eat. So a, a macronutrient split that allows for their body to get enough protein so that they can build muscle in addition to the strength training. Uh, yeah, you can see somebody build muscle and lose fat at the same time. But a lot of times, when especially when somebody is um, much larger and they have a lot of body fat to lose, and we're, we're looking at uh, somebody's diet, there, there, there is a little bit of muscle loss. And if you don't do it the right way, there can be a lot of muscle loss. So what happens with a yo-yo diet, somebody who is not really tracking macros or anything like that, and they're just cutting different things out their diet, and they're seeing the scale go down, they're like, high five. This is awesome, right? So uh, let's, let's throw some numbers out there so this can make more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a 200-pound person. 200 and then they go i just lost 10 pounds doing let's let's go 20 pounds i lost 20 pounds they tell everybody at work i lost 20 pounds their their clothes size is smaller so now they weigh 180 pounds right now let's say they did something very inefficient meaning that they they really kind of starved themselves maybe they did uh 
high amounts of just simply cardio, got up moving. And now, again, extreme, extreme example, they lost 10 pounds of muscle, 10 pounds of fat. They pretty much have just, just lost a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. 10 plus 10 is 20, so they still lost 20 pounds. Did they lose fat? Yes. Yep. But they also lost muscle that maybe they had gained through strength training previously or just something that they, that, that they had, they already had, right? If this person yo-yos back because the, the, the current program that they're doing is not sustainable, when they go back from 180 to 200, they're not regaining 10 pounds of muscle. So now they're going to go back to 200 per se, and now they regained 20 pounds of fat. Now you're, if we take your body fat percentage, where you started the program to where you are now, you have a higher body fat percentage than you did when you started the diet or program or whatever it is, because you have less muscle, you weigh the same, you have more fat on your body now. Now take into account, and again, that was an extreme example, 10 pounds, you know, it could even be like a eight, two split, you know, where you lost 10 pounds and then, you know, two pounds of muscle, eight pounds of fat. But again, if you do this three and four times, because a lot of people do this three or four times a year, mm. and that's the yo-yo. Right. It, you're, still, you're still 200 pounds. I'm still, I'm still, I'm two, I was 200 January 1st. <laughs> yeah. I'm 200 December 31st. Yeah, but, but it's now, less muscle but, each year. But I got, yeah, but I got 30 pounds of, muscle, of fat on me where... Yeah, I've had people like, to yeah. where they'll come in and they'll say, it's weird, I weigh close to what I used to weigh when I felt better and looked better, but I feel like I have this, this, this excess fat on me and I, I don't understand why. And that's usually the reason why. Uh, so yeah, a good example. Hey, January comes around. I'm going to do this crash diet. Not sustainable. Oh, it's getting hot again. <laughs> it's getting hot again. Spring's here. I'm going to do this crash diet. Get ready for my summer body. Not sustainable. All right. Well, <laughs> it's fall and I'm, I'm going to try it one more time. Bam. Same thing. Not sustainable. That's three times in a year. And now you're right back to where you were. It's getting cold again. I mean, look where we are at this time of year right now. This is uh, we're we're almost done with September. We're going to go into October. It's going to go. It's going to go leaves fall, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or whatever, you know, holiday you celebrate in, in December. And it's going to be, it's going to go fast. And you're going to gain weight because, and, and this is not the time to try to uh, lose the most weight. It's just not a good time. It adds too much stress. Now, I will say this. We're in a different time. There's going to be pretty much very few holiday parties. Uh, you're not seeing Jim in the office anymore because you're working remotely. So this actually might be a good year to, if you're already on track, keep it going. Or if you are feel like you want to start now, hey, by all means, get started. Because this is not going to be your typical uh, winter months. So this is a little bit different and you should take advantage of it because the typical, if you look at 2019 winter months, it is what it is. Halloween comes around. 
whether you got kids or not, candy is around. Is it sitting at your desk? It's sitting at your, your your coworker's desk. The kids got it. Then next thing you know, it's on sale. Some people go buy it the next day and have it sitting around. And then we go into November. It hits those. This is football season. People who are big time football fans and they like to do their thing on Saturday or, or even yeah, college and pro uh, Saturdays and Sundays and they're eating and they're drinking and they're having fun. This is the time where weight gain really, really, really happens. So uh, my, my, my theory or my suggestion always is focus on strength this time of year. Really focus on strength because if you, if you try to hold yourself to a certain standard of not gaining weight, you're going to disappoint yourself and you're going to feel bad. And then you're more likely to stop trying. And then you go, I'll, I'll just get it together in January. But don't do that. Just just if you if you gain some weight, that's fine. But you should be able to say, hey, my bench press is 20 pounds, 10 pounds stronger than it was in November. Now that it's coming across to January. Like if you can say that my squat, my deadlift went up 20 pounds, 30 pounds, then now you're building muscle, you're building strength. You're using those excess calories that you're bringing in (laughs) and putting them to work. And then once the, the things calm down and, you know, once, once things calm down, you can get back to maybe lowering your calories and tightening up your diet when you're not doing all the holiday parties. And because what are you going to do? You're going to turn your grandma down from her, her favorite oatmeal cookies and brownies and you're opening presents with the kids. You're not going to drink. You're not going to drink hot chocolate. Like all these things, ha- all these things happen and they add up. And if you're going to be some type of <laughs> some type of militant person when it comes to your diet that time of year, yeah, you're, you're just kind of asking for trouble. So I, I don't even recommend it um, because what, what, what do you get out of it? Seriously. January 1st, you have a six pack. Unless you're going on vacation and taking some pictures and you got a photo shoot. <laughs> it's OK. It is OK to have a little extra fluff on you. Uh, in those times, times of the month, excuse me, those times of the year. But if you already have a lot of extra fluff on you, <laughs> I can understand saying, Hey, uh, I'm going to reel it in. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, like you said, if you have, if you're consistent in your, in your, your lifestyle and in your, your, your fitness and your nutrition, you know, you can do that and then get right back to it when it's time to get back to it yeah. because yep. it's it's routine. It's routine for you. You know yep. that this is a, you know, you're you're splurring in a sense. For, yeah, like you I know, said, if, on, if I, on occasion, if, if you that, go from December and your strength training only, you only got like fifty minutes, forty five minutes. You do some compound lifts and then you go home. Then once things change or you change your goals a little bit, now you add twenty minutes of cardio two, three times a week. But that's not a yo-yo. That's putting your foot back on the gas to get towards your goal. And that's what we're talking about where you, where you don't just, you know, you got to blow the, <laughs> blow the dust off your gym membership. <laughs> You're like, Ooh, I ain't been there in a while. And, and, you know, you talk, talk to the guy at the front desk. They're like, all right, uh, when's the last time you've been here? That's, that shouldn't be the case. So yeah. good, good point. And like you said, I, I, I know that sitting down 
eating snacks and, you know, watching the game all day long isn't the best for me. But that's I know I want to do that. So what <laughs> do I do to kind of what do I do to offset that? You know, get up and be active in the morning. You know, uh, I normally because now that we're home, church uh, is on Zoom. And so we can do church at 11. If I'm up by if I'm up by uh, 7 30, 8 o'clock, I can go get my mile, mile and a half in, you know, and kind of get that heart rate up, do those types of things and come home, stretch, maybe even do some push-ups or some other, like some strength training that could take like 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm ready to go for with the rest of my day where I can just, you know, do what I have to do because I know I took care of, of that part. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then also it's like Monday through Monday through Saturday, I'm doing the right thing anyway. You know? Yeah. So one day doesn't blow your whole week. One day is not going to blow the whole week. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that's because you take a, a lifestyle based approach. And what, what happens with the yo-yo is people are taking a, uh, a finish line based approach mm. to where they are saying, I can't wait for two weeks to be over so I can go back to eating fill in the blank things that they've restricted themselves from. And that doesn't always help your relationship with food because Mm -hmm. you should be learning how to have these things in your life and, and having the ability to uh, moderate and have control. If, If your program isn't helping you get better control and improving your relationship with food, then it's probably not the best if you can't sit in a in the same room with a pack of Oreos, that that's that's an issue, and you got to understand why. And mm-hmm. you should be working on that. You shouldn't be working on just I'm never ever ever gonna buy Oreos in my house. Now that for me, uh, yeah, if you don't really like those things, yeah, there's no reason to buy these things and have them sitting around. But let's say. Uh, a married couple or somebody who has children or whatever, right? Somebody else. Use me, use me as an example, Wayne. I like Oreos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, well let's, let's say your wife doesn't like Oreos. Mm-hmm. What's she going to do? Tell you don't bring Oreos in my house? Like, she might just have to deal with there being Oreos around. And then, short, an- short answer, my wife would tell me not to bring poison. <laughs> but no, yeah. But yeah, you, you really. Yeah, so you're, now you're, you have to learn with, hey, I'm opening the cabinet. I'm going to grab something out the pantry. Pantry. There's Oreos looking at me. How do I deal with moderation and understanding that I don't need to eat these all the way? I don't need to eat the whole sleeve or whatever. I, I don't need to need to just grab one every time I see it. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get long-term success. Right. So the, the program that you're working should allow for those things, whether it be, you know, if it takes away some things, then maybe it should have a reintroduction uh, phase. There mm-hmm. should be something like that to where at the end of the process, at the, at, the, at the end of your program, you should be saying, all right, I have a better relationship with these things and I can moderate how I feel about these foods. And if you don't, then you probably are just going to repeat the same thing. And that's what, and that's where the yo-yo is. And you've seen Mm -hmm. people, I got to get back on my program. Well, what's your program? I got to eliminate this, this, and this. That's your, that's your game plan for success long-term. Right. 
going another two weeks without these three things, mm-hmm. what after the two weeks? It, it, that's the finish line based approach. But when you have the lifestyle based approach, and, and it takes a lot of stress off your off your shoulders when you can go, all right, my son had a recital, <laughs> a piano recital, and I couldn't work out tonight. It's okay. <laughs> I'll just work out tomorrow. But when you have, I'm doing this program and it's only, you know, two weeks and I got to get the most points and I got to run X amount of miles to get up, you know, like it's just all this pressure. And it's like, for what? Yeah. You should, you don't want all that pressure to get something done in this short amount of time because what are you going to do afterwards? For example, I'm 35 years old. Uh, I'm going to be working out for a long time. <laughs> I'm going to be eating healthy for a long time. It, it, that's the plan. So I'm not really looking forward to a program being over with. I'm not right. looking forward to the time when I can get back to eating greasy Chinese food and cheesesteaks and stuff like that consistently. Because right. I know that you should never eat that stuff consistently. So if I happen, I was gonna say if I happen to have one, I understand that it's okay, and then I get back to what I'm doing. Yeah, like like you said, like you're 35, you're gonna be working out for a long time. Like my dad's 65 years old, and he's trying to he's trying to race me when when he when he comes back <laughs> in town. Like he wants he wants to race me. He wants to you know he he calls me when he when he's working out and. You know, telling me he just ran, and you know, yeah. Uh, oh, I tell him, yeah, I just I just ran uh two miles today. Um, you know, I I'm I'm, I'm dropped X amount of pounds, ran two miles this and the third. I used to run six miles just to go to lunch back when I was in the <laughs> core. Oh, so it's like, all right, yeah, okay. Back back when you had the twenty twenty eight inch waist and all that good stuff, I got you. You yeah. rock it. But yeah, but again, but it's. That the military, the Marine Corps instilled in him that mentality of being physically fit at all times, right? Always being prepared, always being ready, always being in the best shape yes you can be in. Yeah. And and he was he he maintained that throughout his life. He always lifted. He yeah, always you don't had turn it off. We talked about that house. before. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Discipline, consistency. Turn it off. Yeah. You don't yep. turn it off. Yeah. But but that that really shows again the, the mentality. The mentality mm-hmm. is what what. It is the engine in the car. And when you aren't looking for, because really what it means is you're not looking forward to being lazy. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, there's maybe a better word I can use, but you're, you're not looking forward to doing the wrong things. And that in itself is, is the hurdle. I have, I have a phrase and it, and it applies to this. Life is easy when you do what you're supposed to do instead of what you want to do. Life is even easier when what you want to do is what you're supposed to do. Wow. <laughs> you don't hear me. <laughs> so, so you're not, you're not going to yo-yo if you want to do what you're supposed to do. The reason you're yo-yoing is because you don't want to do it. It, you haven't got to the point where it feels good. You see the value in it as part of your lifestyle. The benefits far 
uh, far, far supersede the, the, the downside of whatever is, whatever is taking away from. Um, so yeah, usually what happens is that first part of people getting started, you know, prior to them getting impatient or whatever, Hey, I, I want to lose some weight. Hey, I want to start exercising. Hey, I want to start eating healthier. Uh, Cause people do eat healthier for other reasons. You know, they maybe, I want to clear up my skin. I want to do whatever I want to, I have these medical issues. The doctor's telling me they start doing what they're supposed to do instead of what they want to do. But then something happens. They stop doing what they're supposed to do because they want to go back to drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, eating fast food, uh, binge watching Netflix (laughs) instead of going to sleep on time, instead of going to the gym. They want to do those things. But when you're truly a person who wants to do those things, you can't lose because now you're not thinking about it. You're supposed to do it, but you want to do it. <laughs> what else would you be doing? That's like, I mean, wouldn't that be the definition of somebody's dream job? And that's why people say it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> it doesn't feel like work when I go to work because I want to do it. And guess what? It's work, so I'm supposed to do it. <laughs> I got to do it. But everything's aligned, and they feel so much better about life in general. It's not a pull. Uh, so, so, yeah, looking at that, that's going to prevent you from doing the yo-yo. When, when you feel, when you value how you feel after eating clean and doing those things, you're going to go, man. I, I can I can wait another week or you know I'll I'll eat the cake at my friend's wedding or I'll I'll eat the dessert later on but it's not something that I need every night. It's alcohol is not something that I need week or nightly and all these other things that throw people off. And then also on the fitness side, I like feeling strong. I like improving my cardiovascular endurance. I like being outside. <laughs> and and getting things done, you know. So when when those things feel, I like not having back pain. I like having more flexibility. I love, I love in my, that my, Yeah, like I, I like being able to do those things. Uh, I like not having inflammation in my joints. You're probably going to keep doing those things, and you have to like that more than you like a jelly donut. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> hey, no, you're right, man. Like I, I'll. So when I think about why I haven't yo-yoed during this process, I attribute a lot of that to working with you, working with a friend, having a support system, my family, and things of that nature. But also, I don't look at this as something that I started, right? I didn't start something. I changed something, right? Because when you... Everything that starts comes to an end. And this isn't something that, I, that I'm going to end. This is something that I have incorporated into my lifestyle, right? And so with that change in my lifestyle, it's not something where it is a, I have to check these boxes off every day. It's like, it's, it's, just, part of my, it's just part of my routine. Like, I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to put these things in my breakfast now. Yep. I'm making lunch. I'm putting these things in my lunch now. 
you know, I'm making dinner, I'm I'm incorporating you gotta eat. Right. <laughs> All those things, right? And then and then it's and then I'm working out. So did I work out in the morning? Yeah, I did that. Or did I work out in the morning? Oh no, I had to go do X, Y, and Z, but I'm gonna make sure I make time this evening to work out. Or if I don't get to it, I'm gonna work out tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. so because and, and it's okay because if I miss a day working out, but I know I ate right that day, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fine. It's, it's not gonna throw everything off kilter. Yeah, and 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 you feel that way because again, you you've done it for a long time now. Right. But you had to learn. Absolutely. And you had to say, all right, I'm not scared to eat ice cream after a week of doing all the right things. I did all the things I'm supposed to do this week. I have the knowledge and experience to understand that to understand that ice cream is not going to make me gain five pounds in the morning. Cause you have an understanding of the math behind how calories and macronutrients work. Most people are not getting that from their programs. They're just getting told don't eat X, Y, Z. And, and that that's a very elementary way of looking at things while it may give you success early on in short term, Success is not going to lead to long-term success because you don't know the why. You don't know how it works. It's almost like uh, to, to somebody to use education as an example. You can you can do a worksheet or you could do a fill in the blank, but can you write a paper on the topic? No, you can't. <laughs> you you still need people to hold your hand a little bit, and if you, if you're if you're complete understanding of something is that food is bad. I can't eat it. You're not really having a full understanding of uh, nutrition and what's going to help you long-term. That's kind of why we do this podcast. <laughs> That's part of the reason we do this podcast to help people understand those things. Uh, and you, you got to pay for it too. You got to go get a trainer or if you don't want to, and you want to be a Google scholar, go right ahead and then put your, put the time in. But if, if you want to just, uh, and I, it's really, I don't want to say the word hate, but it, it just, it's just, I don't like seeing those things you see on social media where it's like, all right, I'm going to do no sugar, no snacks, no chips, no sodas for 14 days. It's like, where does that get you? Did you lose some weight? Yeah. Did you get a little bit healthier and feel better? Probably. But do you, did you turn the bag of chips around? Do you know what's in chips? Do you know what to avoid? Do you know what are some healthy options of chips versus the most unhealthy version of chips? Because that's, that's learning in itself. Don't eat bread. Okay, well, there's whole grain bread and he has these ingredients and these macronutrients. And then there's processed uh, white bread. But if I tell you don't eat no bread, don't eat any bread, did you learn anything? No. Those are the things to where um, the, lear the learning has to be there. And then you'll, you'll, really, you'll really be able to have the long-term success. And then you won't yo-yo because you're going to have, uh, you're going to be in the right place emotionally. You're going to be in the right place um, from an education standpoint, and then that's going to allow you to continue changing your body physically because that's going to be the last thing that changes. Yeah, you can change your mind first. You got to be committed up top. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest part. Uh, and also, I think maybe another reason people uh, yo-yo, they start and stop is because they're influenced by other people in their environment. Uh, you have you have other people in the ecosystem that can question what you're doing. You got the frenemies that we've discussed before to where you might have somebody who is they are not respecting your boundaries. They are not respecting your commitment and then pretty much throwing a wrench in your plans. And the next thing you know, you're, you've fallen off because of uh, somebody else intentionally or unintentionally tripping you up. And then if you have an all or nothing mentality, you go, all right, I'm supposed to be doing this 14 day thing. It's day six. I messed up. So I'm done. I'm out. I'll do the next one, guys. Instead of saying it's day seven, I had one chip. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna push through and finish strong. And so what I have one chip. And that's why some of those temporary or smaller, shorter term programs are really not the answer. So uh, yeah, uh, the other people in your ecosystem can definitely, definitely trip you up. What's, what prevents a lot of people from starting working out, especially when it comes to strength training, is they're worried about the soreness. They, they know the soreness is coming and, and they don't want to deal with it. And unfortunately, what happens is they just push themselves too hard when they start because you can ease your way into uh, strength training without feeling like you got hit by a truck the next day. Unfortunately, that's not what people do. They jump in, they go all gung ho. And then it's like, wow, I can't move the next day. And that, uh, that's what you're referring to is the delayed onset muscle soreness. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. Look at you. You learning something. Learning something. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the soreness that comes about 36 to 48 hours later. And you're like, whoa, what happened? Oh, yeah, I did squats yesterday. So um, that, that, that soreness is what may prevent somebody from starting. And then let's say you got started with something. You go through that whole process. Now your body's feeling good. Your body's adapted. You're not really feeling sore anymore. And then for whatever reason, you stop. There are some people who go, oh, no, I stopped for four days. And then four days turns into two weeks. And they're like, oh, my God. When I start again, it's going to hurt. And that prevents them from getting started. So uh, really, really not stopping and then also having the understanding that you don't have to push yourself so hard every workout. And, then, and that's something that I do. If I, if I go on a vacation or I don't work out a certain way for X amount of time, I ease my way back in. I don't just jump right under the same weight that I was doing the, the two weeks prior or something like that. There's no ego. I'm not a power lifter. There's no competition. Nobody's checking my lifts at the gym. You know, how much, how much is that guy lifting? Oh man, he's weak. I'm not worried about that. They're not worried about me. People don't care about you when you're in the gym. That, that's a I'm, disclaimer, <laughs> small thing. They are so worried about themselves. I'm trying to tell you. They don't care about you. I often thought, I, I thought that, right? So I was, I was the, 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 the 390 pound guy at the gym and you know, not working out. I was on the 35s, you know, doing my 35s, doing my workouts. And I'm like, these weights are kind of small, but they were, that's where I, that's, that's where I was at. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, 
are they, are they are people looking at me thinking that, that I'm weak because I'm lifting these 35 pounds? But I'm like, you, you start going through, you're like, these folks, they, they're in there. You can start going through it, and you're like, these folks are in here worried about themselves. They're flexing in the mirror. They're doing their own thing. They got their headphones on. They can't even hear you. Only only time they're worried about you is if you pick up a weight that they wanted to get, and it's the last one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's all the time. They, that's all the time they pay attention to you. Waiting, to, waiting for you to put the weight down, or do you be done with the bench? Other Planet, than that, Planet Fitness commercials are just not true. Not at all. They're not. They're not because if somebody is that, what, what usually they they portray in those commercials is somebody who's so much more fit than everybody else, right? They're look, walking around looking like some type of some type of pro bodybuilder or something, right? Most people listening to this podcast have never been in the gym with a person like that. Right. You see what I mean? It's like it, you're worried about something that doesn't even exist or you have no experience with. We're talking about people who are really getting on stages, possibly using performance-enhancing drugs, that type of physique. Those people are staring at themselves the whole time. They are not. E- you're not even in there in there you know those horses when they run the race and they got the and the horses and they got the blinders on they are seriously staring at themselves the whole time because that's what they're there for they're there to change their physique and just because they are far superior looks wise whatever it may be strength wise than the, the majority of other people that one they already know that so they don't need they don't need to size you up. They know that there's nobody else in this gym that looks like them. Word. <laughs> Why would I need to look at you and assume and look at what weights you're lifting? They're all lighter than mine. <laughs> Extremely. Yeah. So they're not worried about you. And then if you are a bigger person or a person who's just a new a newer person, you know, especially somebody maybe again maybe not strength wise there. Other people are really close to what you're doing. They may be new themselves. They may be having some, you know, maybe insecurities with their body as well. So they're, they're, they're again, they're so in their own head and you're in your own head and everybody's thinking that everybody's looking at them and nobody's looking at them. Nobody. <laughs> so yeah, and that, that's, that's just a myth right there. Um, Keep sweat out here. Nobody, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you don't want to get away from training for so long that your body is going to be so sore the next day. And if if you have taken a long hiatus, then ease your way back in. There's nothing wrong with doing a couple of days of push-ups, squats, and pull-ups or something like that. And then you go back to some dumbbells and you do a full body workout. And then you get back to bench pressing heavy and back squatting, front squats and deadlifts, because in my perspective, there's no finish line. So if I'm lifting, if it takes me a couple of days longer to get to where I want to get to with a little bit more comfort, that's perfectly fine because there's no rush. And there's no reason for me to be walking around (laughs) barely, you know, super, super sore for what? They just got off the horse walk. Yeah, for what? Yeah, for my ego? Right. I, I killed it today. I crushed it. No, I didn't ease my way back into it. 
okay, who cares? Nobody. <laughs> it's just a, it's patting yourself on the back and you've, you've harmed yourself. And now what happens sometimes people uh, push themselves so hard and then the next day they get in the gym and they can't really do much and do what they wanted to do. So then it's a, a step forward and a step back instead of small steps forward. So yeah, yeah, you, this all goes back to consistency. It all goes back to discipline. And uh, I really want to drive home that, that quote that I came up with, you know, that, that's my quote. <laughs> not, not, not Socrates, not Aristotle. <laughs> no, life is easy when you do what you're supposed to do instead of what you want to do. It's even easier when what you want to do is what you're supposed to do. And that will prevent all the yo-yos. And if you don't want to do these things, you got to ask yourself why. Why don't you? And if you don't want to, that's fine. But then you just have to deal with the consequences of not doing them. And that's kind of how life works. Yep. Consequences and repercussions, baby. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, uh, so been a... don't start something, y'all. Change something. I like that one. I like that one too, Ernest. Yeah. I, 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 might, I might have to borrow that one from you. Put uh, it on the t-shirt, underdog. <laughs> yeah that was, that was my shack impersonation <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, yeah you want you want to start something or excuse me you don't you don't want to start something you want to change something yep i like that uh mm-hmm. with, with your approach your approach to exercise your approach to nutrition your approach to health should be lifestyle based not finish line based all know. right that has been episode 13 of Stronger Inside. Until next time. We're out. Thank you for listening to the Stronger Inside podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then subscribe. Make sure you stay connected with us via social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stronger Inside Podcast. Remember, every like, comment, and share spreads the message of health, fitness, and wellness.